Jesus Bible and Current Events from a Christian Perspective, Battling Spiritual Wickedness in High Places, One Podcast at a Time. This is the High Places Podcast. Hello again, everyone. This is Jim. Well, um, boy, the uh, podcast we did uh, a few days ago with uh, good old uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh, seem to be well timed because there's, uh, he's really been going after Vice President Mike Pence lately. Um, I don't know if this is a old Indiana rivalry or what, but he seems to particularly be targeting, uh, Vice President Pence, um, and not Donald Trump. So uh, you wonder who he's planning on running against. Uh, Trump's been kind of riding both sides of the fence on the LGBT thing, so it's harder to go after him, I guess. Which I, I always feel I have to interject at this point, uh, because again, um, people often accuse Christians of, uh, of kind of harping on this LGBT issue. In fact, even Buttigieg, uh, kind of made references to, you know, how come these are the parts of the Bible that Christians focus on? Um, well, first of all, uh, Romans 1, uh, this is a warning sign when this sort of thing becomes prevalent in a culture. Uh, this is right before um, God turns uh, people over to a depraved mind. So it's not a trivial thing, first of all. Uh, second, there are a lot of people who are trapped in that sin, just like there are a lot of people who are trapped in other sins, but that sin in particular is really being promoted and normalized uh, where uh, it hadn't uh, in the past, and it's spreading. There's, uh, I won't even go into this uh, like drag queen stuff and this drag kid stuff. I think we talked about this once. How this is, I, I mean, wow, we'll have to talk about that at another uh, podcast, but I, I mean, some of the things going on there, I, you know, I, I can't believe anybody embraces that, but there it is. Uh, it shows you how far gone we are. Um, but the third thing on this is, um, it's the LGBT people who keep bringing this stuff up. <laughs> uh, whether it's going after Christians or Christian businesses or just like anything, just that this is constantly being pushed. Is there a day that goes by where there isn't a news story about this? Yeah, I think even NBCnews.com has a whole like LGBT section, like N- NBC Out or something like that, on its news website. So it's obviously uh, not a trivial thing, and it's not something that uh, a Christian or anybody else has to go hunting for. Um, because it's uh, basically in your face all the time. Um, so, yeah, and so Pete's going at it now. And so, you know, you kind of wonder, why is he, like, really, really focused on this now? You know, you always, uh, you would think you'd worry about becoming a one-issue candidate, and given his um, sexual orientation, you'd kind of think that, okay, is is that going to be his big push? And so far, it hadn't been. Up until like the last week, um, so and how much of this is uh, wanting more money uh, because 
uh, gay people tend to. This is just a statistic you can check for yourself. Uh, they tend to have a higher household income than straight people. So if you're running for president and you just got seven million bucks and you're uh, for your exploratory campaign and you're about ready to announce your run for president, well, you want to get you know donors with money lined up and ready to go. So I don't know how much of this is just red meat he's throwing to a particular group that he expects to get a lot of support from and a lot of money from. Um, so, yeah, but uh, more on this uh, subject in a second because um, there's been other things going on. But uh, there's also, I read this article, this just shows you how far gone as a culture we are as far as wanting to believe lies. I think we talked about this previously too. But, you know, so it's tax season. It's uh, almost April 15th. Um, is it April 15th or 16th? The deadline for this. Oh, it's 15th. Um, taxes coming up. And so, you know, there's been all this uh, kind of rhetoric about, oh, you know, people are having to pay more in taxes and they're, or they're getting smaller refunds. That's been the complaint. Hey, how come my refund's so small? And, of course, the... Uh, Marxists have been out there going, well, you know, the tax cut that happened, uh, was just for rich people. And so, yeah, the, everybody else is getting a smaller return so the rich people can have more of your money. Um, and so just for the record, I did not favor the tax cut. I don't know how you cut taxes when you're $22 trillion in debt. Uh, you should be, um, at least keeping the taxes the same and cutting spending like there's no tomorrow. Uh, but I digress. Um, so th this whole rhetoric thing, and so it's, it's you know, trying to undercut the um, value of the taxes, uh, tax cut and all this other stuff. But so there's two things going on here. Number one, it's interesting to me that people don't understand how the tax system works. If you're getting a smaller refund, that just means that the IRS didn't withhold more of your money throughout the year. So if you're getting a big refund at the end of the year, uh, that's because the IRS took too much money out of each and every paycheck you received in the past year. So you basically gave the government an interest-free loan until the following year when they give you back uh, some of the money they overtook uh, when you file your taxes. So if you're getting a smaller tax return, it's almost certainly because the government didn't take out as much money in each uh, out of each paycheck. And I know for myself that's true. My take-home pay, uh, every paycheck, was right around $100 more. So, um, yeah. So I didn't loan the government as much money, and therefore my refund was smaller. I have other deductions that um, affect my refund as well, but you can you can stipulate this on your withholdings uh, on your uh, W-4. So all of this stuff is uh, the you know a perfect world. Uh, you would owe nothing and you would receive nothing back. That means you didn't loan the government any money. So part of it is people not um, not understanding what. Um, what the tax system is. Um, but the other has been um, an orchestrated effort to mislead people. Again, to put out this narrative that 
the tax cut was really for rich people and they're, you're paying more in taxes uh, so that it can be funneled to rich people. And there are people on in the Marxist media who are so brazen, they actually come out and say this is what happens. Um, I think this uh, writer on Vox, what is this guy's name? Matthew Iglesias. Um, he praised progressive Marxist progressive groups for misleading America about their taxes. And so, um, what is it? Yeah. Uh, one of his quotes, he put this on Twitter. So it's not like, you know, he said it over coffee to a friend and someone heard him. He actually put this on Twitter himself. And what was one of his quotes, progressive groups did a really good job of convincing people that Trump raised their taxes. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I'm trying to read the rest. Yeah, I mean, just different, you know, uh, Cuomo and Schumer, uh, some of the quotes, Cuomo, the middle class got the crumbs from the table, end quote. Schumer, quote, socks it to the middle class, end quote, the tax uh, tax cut. Um, it, was it? Uh, oh, and of course, uh, Pelosi. <laughs> she's always very wide-eyed and uh, like she's looking for something. That's good to be alert, though. She's an old lady. She looks good for an old lady. I mean, as far as she looks a lot younger than uh, you would think for her age. So I'm uh, good for her. Um, but what was her quote? 86 million middle-class families will see a tax increase. Uh, and then, so here's the quote from this Iglesias guy on his Twitter account. Quote, nobody likes to give themselves credit for this kind of messaging success, but progressive groups did a really good job of convincing people that Trump raised their taxes when the facts say a clear majority got a tax cut. End quote. This is on his Twitter feed. <laughs> and this is, uh, I, this was a response, I guess, to John Harwood. Is he like an MSNBC or no, a CNBC reporter? Um, Harwood said, no wonder Trump slash GOP tax cut is so unpopular. Just 17% of Americans think their taxes were cut. That's from a NBC Wall Street Journal poll. So it worked. It worked. It, that's, this is Joseph Goebbels. Right? If the lie is big enough and you repeat it often enough, people will believe it. So that's what we've turned into. We're like 1930s Germany. <laughs> if people just say big, bold lies, then American society believes it. Um, at least, uh, what is it, 83% of people believe it. Um, so, yeah. And, and these guys that are doing this are so brazen that they'll put it out on a Twitter account where anybody on the planet can see them congratulating themselves for misleading the American people. That's like that uh, Obama administration official who was bragging about, you know, having to mislead uh, the American public on the Affordable Care Act um, and talking about how stupid they were. <laughs> There's, uh, I mean, you talk about elitism, where like not only do they do these things, but they don't even care if you know that they do these things. 
um, that's how little they think of you and your ability to cause them any harm or disrupt their plan in any way. Because uh, their propaganda works. Look at the poll numbers, right? And so people believe this stuff and they keep tuning into this media, this Marxist media stuff, even though uh, people say they know it's bias. And, um, and, but they still believe it because it's just, yeah, you don't have to think if someone else is going to do your thinking for you. So, um, these, these, uh, media oligarchs, these Marxists, uh, they, they feel like they can do things with impunity now. And they're so in bed. Notice all these quotes and the things that were being propagated by the media all came from democratic politicians. I, I mean, most of the media is just the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. Um, and the Republicans have theirs too, right? They have Fox and they have some talk radio. Um, so everybody's, you know, got their own camp. And I guess it's amazing that the American people aren't just like, uh, you guys are just doing, you're parroting what your overlords tell you to do and tell you to say. And we're not going to fall for it except that apparently people do fall for it. Um, but so, you know, in the end times they talk about, um, uh, you know, people will believe uh, the lie, uh, the big lie. And so we can see that it doesn't even take much. I, I mean, uh, Americans can, um, they, I mean, they, they know all this bias stuff is going on. And yet they believe the lie anyway. And this is just, this is just taxes. <laughs> I mean, in a larger scheme of things, who cares? Um, but when you have a, uh, one world government and you have a beast that's out to attack God and his people, um, he's not going to have a hard time lying to people and convincing them of things. Uh, the, the, the ground's uh, already fertile for that. So yeah, that just kind of caught my eye. Um, but this other thing, I don't know if you heard this, this is crazy. In Canada, good old Canada, what happened to Canada? Wow. So this is just, uh, this is the United States. Uh, you can just look forward a little bit. Um, cause it kind of spread from the UK to Canada and it's making its way here. But, um, a guy, Bill Watcott, Watcott, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. So this was in British Columbia, I think uh, a recent election, and one of the people running for a particular office was a uh, transgendered man, a guy in a dress, didn't even look so much like a woman, they really needed to try harder, um, and he was passing out flyers, just saying, hey, this person is a man. He even used the term biological male, and so... That, um, my understanding was that was the term that even the, uh, uh, transgender people use when differentiating between, um, you know, their biology versus their gender, sex versus gender. Um, and so his flyer had biological man on it and he was, um, turned over to the British Columbia Human Rights Tribunal for the crime, the crime of misgendering because <laughs> he was handing out these flyers and during an election, which I thought like during an election, you're supposed to kind of, you know, um, campaign for or against people you like or don't like. But, um, so 
And, and he lost in this tribunal. In fact, this tribunal, they put out like a 104 page decision and they tried him or they fined him like $55,000. $55,000. Can you even imagine having to pay that? And part of it was like, I think 32,000 was for the misgendering and then 20,000 was because he kept referring to this guy as a he during the tribunal hearings. And so they charged him another 20000 on top of that. And, and I think there's even another like lawsuit or something where someone, they're going after him for like $104 million. And of course, this guy lost his job because, you know, the, all of this was public, uh, made public. And so lost his job. He was a bus driver. I mean, it's not like he was raking in millions of dollars. The guy's a bus driver and now he owns, owes $55,000. Um, and it's like, okay. And then he, his witnesses that he wanted to call, uh, during his hearing, the tribunal didn't allow his witnesses. One of them was even a psychiatrist who was going to speak on the effects of this transgender stuff on people. And they wouldn't even allow his witnesses during a tribunal, if you can imagine that. And so it's like, well, okay, don't they have um, like freedom of speech in Canada? Don't they have freedom of religion? Well, obviously they don't have the same First Amendment that we do, but they do have something. They do have, I'm trying to remember what it was called, like the Charter of Rights and Freedoms or something like that that does uh, guarantee your right to free speech and um, freedom of religion. But that was trumped by this LGBT thing. There's even from the report, I'll give you a quote here, um, section 75 to 77. So this is the quote from the tribunal. Quote, there is no dispute that a decision against Mr. Watcott would limit his charter right to freedom of religion. They acknowledge that they're limiting his freedom. Sorry. While Mr. Watcott would remain free to hold his beliefs about transgender people, he would be limited in the manner in which he could spread those views to the general public. So you have religious freedom, and you're allowed to have religious beliefs as long as those beliefs stay between your ears in your own head. <laughs> but unlike other beliefs that people may have about climate change, economic policy, tax policy, education, all those other beliefs that people have that they are allowed to vocalize in public, um, religious beliefs are not allowed to be vocalized in public. This, this goes on, again, from the tribunal report. There is similarly no dispute that a decision against Mr. Watcott would limit his freedom to publicly express his views about transgender people generally. So they're even acknowledging that this limits his freedom of speech. So you have a government body that despite constitutional guarantees of freedoms that the Canadians have acknowledge that their ruling limits his freedom of religion and freedom 
of speech, public expression. So that shows you what your freedoms are worth. Um, you only have uh, freedoms that the government allows you to have. doesn't matter if they're in a constitution, because who enforces the constitution? The government. So when the government's uh, overtaken by uh, sinful Marxists doing the devil's work and promoting and normalizing sin, uh, your rights aren't worth anything. And so for all those who uh, say, yeah, but you know what, that's Canada, not the United States, don't worry about it. Well, uh, first of all, <laughs> we've seen this very same thing with the baker in Colorado. How many times did the Civil Rights Commission in Colorado go after him? He had to go all the way to the Supreme Court, and even after that, they went after him again, after a Supreme Court ruling. And it wasn't until he uh, finally decided to sue him back that they stopped, because they couldn't afford it. Um, but just uh, in case you think that... Uh, yeah, close call with the baker, but we're okay. There have been other cases. Uh, the, there have been florists, pharmacists uh, who didn't want to carry abortion pills, uh, photographers. I, everybody's heard the stories. But there is the Equality Act that's uh, currently making its way through the U.S. Congress. The Equality Act would amend the 1964 Civil Rights Act that uh, includes guarantees of religious freedom and non-discrimination based on religion, as well as race and other issues. Um, but this Equality Act would amend the Civil Rights Act to include uh, LGBT discrimination. So, uh, and this would uh, override any uh, religious freedom that a church, for instance, who um, perhaps was employing people and wanted the, those people to adhere to the church's statement of faith and behavioral expectations. Um, this would force churches to allow gay marriages at their church. If they're opening the church up to wedding ceremonies, um, they couldn't decide uh, who or who not um, uh, would be allowed to use their facility uh, based on their own beliefs. So it's funny how the separation of church and state uh, never really happens when it's the government uh, infringing on the church. I'm sure that's an accident, though. Well, maybe. Um and it's funny because, yeah, so um, we can see where this is going uh, in this country um, and how dangerous that it, this is. And if you want to know what the impact of things like the Equality Act will be, just look at Canada. Because um, the equivalent uh, is what was put in place up in Canada that has been given giving all these special rights to this one group and trumping the other freedoms, religion, speech, that the overwhelming majority of people in Canada uh, exercise and use. And those freedoms are being limited 
because of the activism of a minute percentage of the population, a fraction of 1%. But as we saw in Romans 1, this is, uh, that's the final stage, um, the final sign that a uh, group of people have uh, so distanced themselves from God uh, that they're open to any sort of sin and sin about not just and not just this sin um but we can already see in our culture how all sorts of other sins uh are being embraced greedily embraced i was reading something about some i guess it's some show or series on netflix that's um specifically targeting teenagers that's their audience i guess the characters are supposed to be teenagers too and it's promoting satanism orgies um, I, I mean, just all sorts of nasty, terrible things. Um, it's almost like this, this culture can't get enough sin. And so as you see more and more of these outrageous types of things going on and people who are engaged in outrageous sin, uh, not only being accepted, but promoted, it's not as much a promotion of those people as it is of their sin. Because the devil wants people to embrace all kinds of sin. Hey, maybe that, you know, uh, guy putting on a dress isn't the sin that's for you. But maybe there's some other sin that the devil can get you trapped in and think that you can't live without. And that keeps you from repenting and turning to Jesus to be saved so you won't go to hell. The devil doesn't care which sin it is is your which sin is your favorite and which one you can't let go of as long as you've got something that keeps you away from Jesus and the grace and salvation that's available through him and so it reminded me of um verse in the sermon on the mount just at the end of uh the beatitudes Jesus talked about uh, these sorts of things, and um, uh, how Christians would have to be ready. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people reproach you, persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This poor guy in Canada, you know, he had Bible verses on these flyers. Uh, he talked about uh, uh, what God said about these issues. Uh, and he's trying to warn people. Um, and boy, this guy is like financially ruined now because of his government, uh, and because he, uh, remained faithful to God and, um, called out sin in his culture. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't always win the battle in this life, um, but save people, uh, because of Jesus, he's won the war for us. And so when we have to deal with things like this, 
we should rejoice, rejoice, and be exceedingly glad. Because our reward in heaven will be great because of God's Spirit that we have in us that makes us strong and faithful and brave, uh, not through our own strength, but through His. And yet we still reap the, re the reward of that in heaven. Isn't that wonderful? God never stops being gracious. So there it is. A lot more interesting things. I'm sure it's only going to get more and more interesting. Be faithful, everyone. Feel free to reach us at uh, podcast at jesusforsinners.com and tell all your friends. Seems like we have more and more people listening. It's very good. Take care, everyone. God bless. Mm -hmm.